Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Hey there, cyberpunks. Did you know that this podcast is now being recorded live on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. You can join me and my now co-host Logan every Saturday night for our live show. You can ask questions. You can interact with us in chat. And that is every week. Plus, after the show, we have office hours. This is my way to give back to the community. I will be answering questions about podcast creation, YouTube videos, live streaming, anything that I can do to help you guys with your own content creation. And that's every week after the live show, plus hanging out and playing some games and stuff. So come join us Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next week. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. We can't properly prepare for Cyberpunk 2077 without an understanding of the setting. Night City has been the focus of much of the tabletop games and a lot of the story that has happened throughout the history of the cyberpunk world. But what exactly is Night City? We know that much of the world is divided up and controlled by different countries that are different than they are today by the year 2077, and that large swaths of land are actually controlled by mega corporations as well. But what is Night City? So according to fandom.com, cyberpunk.fandom.com, Night City is a city in the free state of Northern California. Now, the nature of the United States in this world is something that we can go into in the future. But what you need to know now is that the free states are still part of the union, but they are very independent. They are separated from the main United States, which is mostly on the eastern seaboard. Areas in the west are controlled by individual city-states, gangs. It's a much more wild and as it says here, free 
<laughs> quote unquote, uh, world out on the West Coast. So Night City is located on the West Coast of California in the Del Coronado Bay. And as of the year 2020, it is said to have around 5 million inhabitants across its many boroughs. And in 2077 was voted the worst place to live in America. It is the central location for the majority of the pen and paper series. Now, Night City doesn't just have a cool name because it has a cool name. Now, that might be part of the uh, reasoning behind it, but it's named after Richard Knight, who was a businessman and the founder of Night City. The city was originally going to be named Coronado City, not to be confused with the actual Coronado City in the very southern part of California. So in order to get to the current state of Night City in 2077, we need to go back to its foundation and who this Richard Knight individual is. According to the wiki, it says Knight became dissatisfied with his experiences in managing corporate construction projects as part of his company, Halsey, Ferris and Knight. This led him to break off and form his own company, Knight International with the end goal of creating the ideal city. High goals, which as we will see, didn't really reach the the finish line, I guess you could say. Situated in the Del Coronado Bay, the city was originally going to be known as Coronado City, and Richard Knight envisioned it as a utopia in which cities across the country could look up to as the gold standard. After the collapse, Many of the mega corporations also looked at creating such a space in which crime and poverty were non-existent, as well as the laws that impeded their sometimes unethical work. By 1992, mega corporations Arisaka, remember that name, EBM, and Petrochem, some of the main mega corporations that keep coming back in the stories, had invested heavily in Coronado City. Knight purchased many of the rights as well as large swaths of land surrounding the Del Coronado Bay from Petrochem to secure the land for the new city. By 1993, the construction for the city was well underway and the bay had been dredged and the upper peninsula had been extended. The existing residents of Del Coronado had been relocated to a new area known as Old Downtown and the central hub of the city, where the corporations were based and where the new downtown area would be. Knight was unfortunately killed in 1998 by an organized crime syndicate in revenge for being kept out of Coronado City's construction, and the city's name was changed to Knight City in his honor. Now, after 1998, after the city was renamed, all hell breaks loose. Several different groups vie for control. Local mob figures battled with the corporations, resulting in anarchy in several sectors, and the police force became ineffective against either of these groups. By 2005, the mob had control of the city's infrastructure, and the corporations, who had no desire to govern, retreated back to their corporate strongholds and the suburbs. 
The period between 2009 and 2011 was known as the mob wars. Night City had grown to become incredibly violent, with murder and gang activity at an all-time high. Now, it's unclear whether the corporations attempted to deal with the mobs during this time, but it is known that the mob was bad business for the megacorps. The conflict came to an end when heavily armored Arasaka paramilitaries took to the streets in a show of force, overwhelming the mob forces and leaving them effectively defeated. The corporations installed puppets in the local government and began the process of cleaning up the war-torn city. Night City's homeless problem grew out of control when new laws stated that anyone without the finances to renovate their home would be removed. Almost all of the city's affordable housing was occupied by the Corps' troops, resulting in the displacement of hundreds of residents. By the year 2020, the mob wars were a distant memory, and Night City had become a relatively peaceful place, with the downtown area being policed at all times. However, many dangers still remained, and the scars of previous conflicts had not yet healed. Weapons are commonplace in everyone's day-to-day lives, and it would not be out of the ordinary to see a gun next to a briefcase on the sidewalk. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games in the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere. And Mike Pondsmith actually chimed in on a Reddit post from a few months ago to clarify this. He wrote, Night City was created on the bones of Morro Bay, a town I often drove through on my various road trips. I liked the place, and in one of those flights of fancy young designers have, I wondered what it would take to buy the whole thing. The basic structure is still there in the Night City map if one allows for the impressive amount of fill required to build out the upper area around the, quote, rock. This is not unthinkable. A large amount of downtown Seattle and San Francisco were both built on fill. I actually have a map that shows how the whole thing goes together geologically. One day, I'll have to post it. So we're looking forward to that, Mike. I would love to see that uh, postings of the geology of Night City. Now, for those of us who don't have that geology posting yet, there are definitely maps and things available if you look online, and there are specific zones to be aware of. In 2077, there are a number of districts that chances are will be visitable. Is that a word in the in the game when it finally comes out? Now, we previously mentioned the city center. This is the commercial district containing tall skyscrapers, home to many of the corporations or mega corporations. 
Then there's Watson District. It's an Asian-influenced, run-down area of buildings once owned by corporations and is the home to many immigrants. Westbrook District is where Japantown is, and that's also where the wealthy elites stay. Haywood has a number of growing gangs. It is largely Latino and... It's also a wealthy district, so there's kind of a little bit going on there with this mix of gang and wealth culture together. Pacifica is the area that is currently the slums and is also full of gangs. And Santo Domingo is the industrial district. So there's a GameSpot article that came out about a year ago detailing a little bit more about the different areas and some notes on some of the gameplay elements as you you move through these zones. And it says here that in the city center is Night City's biggest pride. This is the heart of corporations, the cluster of neon, and the quintessence of luxury. Watson is a unique mix of Asian cultures. It is a fallen corporate giant now populated by immigrants, hiding various bazaars and markets in a tangle of narrow alleyways. Westbrook features tourist-oriented Japantown. It is a place for the wealthy who like to work hard and play hard. Haywood, living in one of the neighborhoods as the predominantly Latino area, means you successfully manage to climb the social ladder. It's a massive suburban housing district with an underlying gang problem. Pacifica on the other end of the spectrum, this is the most dangerous part of town, abandoned and overrun by gang activity, separated from the rest of the city. It is a place of immense poverty. And then Santo Domingo is where all of Night City is powered from. It's countless power plants and industrial factories are located here, and they are stuck in an endless cycle of modernization. So that's a much more interesting description for the way these zones will actually play out in the game. Now, this article also notes that Cyberpunk 2077 will have vertical exploration and that it will play a major role in gameplay. And it quotes here, for example, V's apartment from the demo is located in a mega building with multiple floors. It reads, each floor is home to many NPCs, secrets, and potential quests. We also learned that the players will be able to explore the city by car and motorcycle and vehicle combat with destructible cars will be possible in the game. So get ready for Night City, but be safe, (laughs) friends, because this is going to be intense. I'll see you again soon with some more lore. Until then, stay safe in Night City. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening.
listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable and we love them (laughs) and at the end of each review we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie so join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes and on Robots Radio Podcast Network come see us on July 9th we love you so much already Bye. bye do you love Dragon Age? have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? are you still attached your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out. Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry, and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.